0: Episode 11. It's on. It's, it's going on right now. I'm your man, P1J Dub. To my left, your right, is my very good friend, the man known as Ichi. How's it going, man?
1: What's good, P1J Dub? Darius Ichi here. Welcome to the podcast, peoples.
0: And to my right, your left, it is the man, the myth, the dude known as Imp. What's going on, man?
2: How's it going, everybody? This is going to be one of the best podcasts because it's during my birthday month.
0: Happy birthday! So enjoy. And we're gonna just jump right into it. WrestleMania has come and gone. We've had some shakeups. We've had some debuts. We've had some new pay per views that are introduced to us. But before we get started, we're gonna give give you our new Wrestling Alliance exclusive. It is our very own hot seat. And what you gonna do? Oh, yeah! Let me know if you're ready, gentlemen. Imp, are you ready? Bring it. DG, oh how about God. you? I am ready. If you're unfamiliar with how our hot seat is, we're going to give everybody 30 seconds to talk about a specific topic. Today's topic, the very first one we're going to talk about, post-WrestleMania. What is something that you are excited about? I'm going to hand it off to you, Em. I
2: think I'm most excited about uh, all the new storylines that are developing. Especially this uh, one involving Samoa Joe. We're done talking. We're done
1: talking. I would have to agree with them. I'll say that Samoa Joe is one of the ones that I want to see post-WrestleMania. Also, I would like to see um, what they're going to do with Rusev as he's moved moved to SmackDown.
0: Your American dream is nothing but a lie, just like America is a joke. I'm excited to see, again, now on the main brand, Raw, The Miz never ending continental tour on raw rebranding revamping is a future two-time WWE heavyweight champion or a universal champion. All righty. So now that's something that we're looking forward to. And on the flip side of things, what's something post WrestleMania and all the shakeup that's disappointed you? You got it. Ichi.
1: I would say something that really um, upset me that WWE dropped the ball on. Um, I think money in the bank.
0: How about you, man? I think my
2: biggest disappointment is how Raw and how SmackDown are handling the women's division. I feel like uh, both shows are kind of lackluster. Uh, I like how I like the champions on both show. I just feel like they're both being handled poorly, though.
0: I'm going to say what I'm disappointed in is probably the state of the tag teams on both Raw and SmackDown. I do think the Usos are doing good work, and the, and the New Day, I think, Cesaro and Sheamus are. And I am still enjoying the Hardy Boys around, but I'm looking for a little I'm looking for, it's ran its course, and it seems like they're not hopping off this train. So I'm looking for the tag division to step its game up. And with that being said, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Talking about tag teams, talking about, one, the New Day, one, and the Usos, let's, let's talk about the SmackDown brand. We've had some debuts. We've had some shakeups. Money in the Bank has come and gone, and let's take a moment to talk about that. I, Ichi, I know you had some some really good things to say about it and some really bad things. I'm just going to hand it off to you. Money in the Bank, what are your thoughts on it?
1: First and foremost, I would like to congratulate the two-time women's Money in the Bank champion, Carmella. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. Um, I thought it was, um, it was not in good taste for Daniel Bryan. To sh- to take away the money in the bank um, briefcase from Carmella from the jump. Um, there's no stipulation in that match. There can be interference. There has been interference in previous matches. So I wasn't understanding what the situation for that was. Um, I was also happy that Daniel Bryan did give them another opportunity for us to see, you know, another match. So I was happy that Carmella, uh, with the help of Ellsworth, was able—well, um, not necessary with the help of Ellsworth um, uh, for the second one—but you know she was able to, to grab the briefcase, you know, on her own, which I think um, was great.
2: Yeah, I don't blame uh, the decision to have Daniel Bryant you know, nix the first uh, uh, victory by Carmella. I felt like having her, you know, come and have to win it again kind of shut down all the haters for that first win and now she has a legitimate claim to it without there being any oh ellsworth is the one that climbed up and had possession first or any other garbage now it doesn't matter because she already
0: had it
1: f-a-b-u-l-o-u-s
0: overall the money in the bank ladder match i think the women put on a hell of a show i wasn't Upset at the outcome, I think. In my opinion, the right person won. I think that Carmella, who is who is, in my opinion, no pun intended, money in the bank. She has a she is a draw. She is that pesky heel, but doesn't mean. But on top of that, she can go. She can go in the ring. You have somebody who's good on the mic. You have somebody who's good in the ring. She has this. She has the same similarities and exposure that Alexa Bliss had, and when she blew up on SmackDown, so I'm totally fine with it. I'm not going to say that I was the biggest fan of Ellsworth climbing up and dropping the briefcase to Carmella. However, I think it was a unique way of getting there. And I think it was a clever way to give the, give the fans who didn't want to pay the nine 99 for the WWE network to see it, to see it on free TV. They put on a hell of a show on SmackDown, but we're talking, but just specifically talking about money in the bank, I think all the women put on the show, and I was watching, and as I was watching, I was thinking to myself, these dudes have a tough act to follow. I would, I really think that we should just take a moment just to appreciate the women and how they really stepped their game up in the women's first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. I just think that it was tainted for James Ellsworth to affect the outcome in the way that he did for a first ever thing. I think I was hoping Ellsworth would take a huge bump, but not affect
1: the outcome in that way well I'll also have to um i'll I'll agree with the with the fact that the women's division has actually been pretty good on Smackdown when they're not just inviting all of the women just to the ring and they just have like you know a bet lamp so I felt like Carmella's... um I felt like Carmella's uh promo after winning. The first Money in the Bank, I thought it was, um, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that she really um, put her foot down and she actually, you know, start demanding her spot and her place in in the women's division on SmackDown.
2: Yeah, I agree with uh, PJ Dub. I didn't like how the first one finished, uh, but I do like that it kind of caused a rift. <laughs> So I'm hoping that the rift between Ellsworth and uh, Carmella keeps growing. Um, but uh, I really don't. I wasn't too mad she won. I was happy that that was the outcome though.
0: I think the thing is, is that for this to be a women's movement, for this being a first ever women's Money in the Bank ladder match, that it just it took away from what the the women's performance. I'm not a am not I'm trust me I'm not a person that's against a heel winning and um pesky tactics but the overall I guess philosophy or the meaning at, to why the undertone was that it's going that that a man still affected this outcome for a match and not to be uh not to be from Brent throwing in the gender issues out here but this is something that I think highlights one of the problems that we've had with it
2: yeah i agree like i feel ellsworth's action should have been like minimal effect to the match and it seemed like all of a sudden everything was about the guy <laughs> and it was supposed to be a women's you know first ever women's ladder match so i totally agree with that
1: I mean, come on now, look. the thing is is that Carmella is a heel. she has a manager that is a heel. They're gonna do things that are going to you know what I'm saying piss off a lot of the fans by doing this. I felt like in this case that it was kind of like you know meant to be, even if the second one was to happen and, and was planned, that first one I think was still legitimate where Ellsworth was just helping out his girl and making sure that she was the first ever women's money in the bank because he appreciates her so much. It's a part of the character, you know, right. and I felt like it was fully played. And, uh, you know, but I, I can agree with you guys with what you're saying um, as far as um, the second, you know, the second match. Um, but I would also like to talk about Baron Corbin winning the money in the bank because I think, like, that is definitely um was a um was an eye-opener for me um and i feel like he's gonna have to be more dominant in the next couple of months i don't think that he should cash it in right right away
0: and that's a great segue because as i was talking about money in the bank women's match was a showstopper and eye-opener but not to be outdone the men had a hell of a money in the bank match themselves Imp Hella I know that you were not the highest on Baron Corbin but do these results now change your views on him?
2: No, I still dislike Baron Snorbin. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know, maybe one day he'll grow on me, but right now I'm 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 still not
1: seeing it. And see, I I can see why Imp would say that, but at the same time I feel like Baron Corbin um I feel like his his feud with um with dean ambrose should have been a lot better um i liked his feud with Sami Zayn, even if they're going to continue it um now but i feel like baron corbin has to take out somebody big he's going to either have to take out the big show or he's going to have to take out like jbl he's going to have to take out one of these motherfuckers (laughs) to prove that he is a legitimate money in the bank briefcase holder
2: you don't think Nakamura was big enough?
1: Not at this exact time. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I love Nakamura, and I feel like he's gonna be champion, um, you know, very soon. But at the same time, I felt like um, Nakamura is probably gonna go into a feud with AJ Styles, and they're probably gonna try to draw us a lot of um, a lot of that uh, energy towards that. I don't. I didn't feel like he was gonna um, get the money in the bank briefcase for some reason i felt like they were going to probably move him to a feud with either um, baron corbin or with aj
0: i mean that's the thing i'm i'm 50 50 i think that's corbin i think this allows him to have his room to grow and be a future wwe champ but on the same hand i feel i wonder if that money in the bank can be better utilized with one of the other competitors, I thought that both AJ and Nakamura were stealing the show before Corbin snuck through. And hell, shoot, as the match was going on, I started to believe that Sami Zayn might actually be able to do it. You know, our favorite jobber.
1: Yes, I can agree. I, 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 I did want everyone's favorite jobber, Sami Zayn, to actually upset, uh, be an upset in that match. Um, but I was totally fine with Baron Corbin smoothing his way in while A.J. and Nakamura, um, you know, beat the hell out of each other. Baron Corbin slipped in like a snake and grabbed a briefcase. Um, I thought it was pretty entertaining.
0: (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. I that (laughs) I think that the Money in the Bank match was very well orchestrated. I think that... Everyone looks strong. I think, I, honestly, unfortunately, the person who could have benefited the most was Dolph Ziggler, who just zig- zigged it up. And I'm, I'm I don't want to dis-
2: sleep. I- I'm going to have to disagree on that. I don't think uh, anything could have been gained by giving Dolph this uh, money in the bank. And uh, I-, I think he needs a total recreation in his character. And I feel this loss actually adds to that.
1: And thank you, Could he have
0: not could he have
1: not could he he not, keep, he have not? No, hold on, on, hold on. <laughs> thank you, M for for highlighting that because this next segment we're gonna we're gonna name
0: Stiglo Stingler. I was just going to say couldn't this could have been the start, the launch of the new Ziggler. It could have been, hey, I have a guaranteed shot whenever I want. He could have repackaged himself, probably brought in the stable, but but haven't, I know... we, haven't we seen that already?
1: But listen, um, listen to this. Listen to I this. Feel well, I, I feel
0: that was like
2: him, AJ, and Big E.
1: <laughs> yeah, but listen to this. Okay, I would have to say about Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler, Miz is what Dolph wished she was. He doesn't have a lady in his corner. He doesn't have some some stooges. He needs a stable and we can possibly talk about maybe Shelton Benjamin coming back and possibly teaming with him. But Ziggler, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for Ziggler. He needs another character reboot, repackage. Because what he's selling us, we're not, we're not buying anymore. We're not, it's not selling.
0: Agree. Totally. Totally agree. You know, my pick as I was always, as I've always stated, and I continuously told you all I was the face that runs, the you place. have AJ Styles, who's been building the brand. Who's clearly the face. Who's the one who, in my opinion, should be WWE champion at the current moment, but I'm still, but I, I'm, I'm okay with a fresh face with gender. However, Corbin, I, I'm okay with Corbin as the dark horse. I think that it was a well, it was a well orchestrated match, a well wrestled match, and I think that the following months with Zig, oh, I'm sorry, the following months with Corbin is going to be very telling. It's not a mat, I don't think they should ever hot shot it and let him just get a quick um, title run because I don't think he's ready. But he has the opportunity to hold on to this briefcase for 365 days. I'd like to see him pull a edge like tactic and cash in at the. And the moment that we least expected, we've seen so many creative things in the past few in the past few years. That I think it would just be nice just to see the value of the Money in the Bank briefcase grow as Corbin grows as a character.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like I was saying, he would need he needs to take out someone big. He needs to dominate um, someone in the ring, and to show that he. He's gonna be a legitimate um, champion in the near future. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but speaking, of, but speaking of champions, let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit. We've had the modern day Maharaja, Gender Mahal, versus Randy Orton in Randy Orton's hometown of St. Louis. It had elements of legends. It had some well wrestled moves. We saw seen some RKO's. Imp, Ichi one of you all tell me how are you all feeling about this match thumbs up thumbs down and what do you see going forward
1: i enjoyed this match so much um i'm a huge fan of the modern day maharaja um jinder mahal um i felt like randy Orton is better as a chaser um as opposed to being a champion um his uh, Randy Orton's promos have been eh, lackluster in my personal opinion. I feel like gender has um, I feel like gender has added um, something new, um, a spike of interest in a uh, in a title in a title picture on on a SmackDown brand. But I'll also add that even with his like I said when I was mentioning Dobbs Ziggler, Ziggler, he has stooges. He has those two. Who are gonna go hard, and they're gonna do anything in in their might to make sure that Jinder Mahal remains champion. And it's like you, it's perfect. It's a perfect scenario. And I don't think that Randy Orton should be able to defeat Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal has to move to a uh, to a new opponent after he's done with Randy Orton.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm also okay with. gender never getting a clean victory over randy because <laughs> i just think it, it it makes it even better <laughs> that he keeps getting these victories but i really enjoyed that uh last match especially with the involvement of uh randy's dad so i, I just hope this feud keeps building i'm
0: kind of indifferent like i mean i'm i'm happy with the re- i'm happy with the result i think that you are continuing to grow gender but i think that the at the addition of the legends, I think that it could you could have had the same effect with just Orton's dad there around and with some um, other quote unquote Ordens versus and like fa- and family members, it would have had more of an impact than oh these legends than so forth. Because ultimately, it was a matter of just some um, Orton's father being involved that made then had Orton snap. And I I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm looking forward to the progression of this feud. I think that gender is hindered by. Being in a feud with Randy Orton, it's stale promos. It's nobody that can really add the charisma that to, to match gender's charisma at this point. I think he's putting on for the, I think he's putting on for all of India. But on the same hand, I also think that Orton is still coming off very blandish, and that's and that's fine. That's a, he's not a talker, but as Ichi said, he should be chasing in a in a more solid in a more sniper like strike for strike strike and be and not be seen type mode versus compared to where gender should have high profile matches with high profile candidates who can put on matches not just in the ring but can carry it on the mic and, and just as well fear of the modern day maharaja
1: well it's it's funny because like as you're saying that i'm shaking my head in agreement like yes you you are correct is it's to the point where um rent after we're done with this feud is like it's you know, it's it, there needs to be another opponent for gender mahal um point blank period.
0: I think that what I think the thing is that with gender he's doing well as they've opened up as they've opened up with the new market and the new media market with India. And I think that he's carrying it very well. I'm not necessarily the hugest fan of the racial discriminatory undertones, but as long as gender comes out strong in the end of this and a new superstar is created, I can give it a pass.
2: Yeah, I think they need to tread very carefully with this one. I personally didn't like some of Randy's uh, comments. Um, But I feel like he could still use a couple of wins against randy i think that can't do any harm to his character if anything i still think it makes him look like a stronger champion
1: yes like even with this um punjabi prison match it's it's kind of like wwe you know like i mean i understand that they play into a lot of you know the stereotypes and and things like this but is it like is this going too far And, and like um Pj one uh, P1J Dub said is just like you guys are kind of stepping on uh, boundaries, you know, you're stepping on toes here um, with a lot of the undertones with Randy Orton so it's not something that I'm uh, a huge fan of
2: I actually like uh, the Punjabi prison match and I feel like it's something that gender can make his own um, Great Kylie I mean I'm sure that was like his thing but I'm sure Jinder if he plays it right can become a much bigger star than uh, Greg Khali. We yeah, can only
1: definitely. we can only hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is the, the thing is I think we can all agree the bar is not that high for him to get over as as the as the marquee Indian wrestler. Raja. Then add in the Punjabi prison match. I think that... Well, Kali looked dominant when he when he was introduced into it, but it's just kind of like when seeing Big Show in a in a cage match. It's it's more to, it's more of a it's more of a feat than a, it's more of a structure and, and attraction than it is a quality match. I think that we can actually have a quality match with somebody who can move better than a seven foot four, five hundred pound Punjabi. So I think this is a I think this could be a Either star making or star breaking moment for gender, and I'm all for the don't hinder gender process, so speaking of racial undertones and just and sensitivity, let's go ahead and talk about our minority tag team match. It was the Smackdown Tag team champions, the Usos versus the new day. The results were kind of shaky and iffy, but the Usos came out and made remain tag team champions. Ichi you have any feelings about this?
1: I do like the Usos, um their promos with the New Day going full force um at them. I am a fan, you know, of the match. I didn't like the way that the Usos um you know dipped off and avoided, you know, more um matches with the New Day. Um but I feel like at the next pay per view that that it's either gonna it's either gonna be the Usos it's either going to be the Usos beating them and they're gonna continue uh, they're going to continue to feud through SummerSlam or New Day is going to capture those titles and move forward through SummerSlam?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking the new Usos. Um, I, I was really enjoying it until, you know, currently when they made it the Usos prison. Like, I, I don't understand why they had to become a prison just because they were, you know, have this more aggressive, quote unquote, aggressive. Uh,
1: new okay. personality. Yeah.
2: So I yeah. mean, they could have stayed away from that, but I really like that they're like walking out on matches, and and then the next week, for some reason, they think they won that match even though they walked out of the match. Uh, I find it very entertaining.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with that in, in that perspective. Um, it's 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 really it's really strange about like the writing of the WWE. And when they decide to um you know make make a lot of like minority wrestlers heal, and it's always given like a a black you know or black urbanized or um black culturally like um character. You know they're they're using black slang. It's nothing wrong with Usos using black slang or anything like that, but it's like they're using they're using um using this as to more villainize them, um in a sense, and then like adding the Usos prison. I guess that's what probably Jay was referring to earlier. So
0: oh, I was just I was just referring to just them, the New Day, Cooning, you know, all all you know usual stereotypes for black wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I mean, the thing is that it's you—you you have that undertone. I feel like urbanization is, as you were talking about, is is now looked upon more as a heel tactic you know, with with uh, minority wrestlers, and that's just something I can't sit here and say I'm a hundred percent behind. I am behind the fact that the Usos now have character, and I and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the run that they're having. As Em said. I'm enjoying the old school heel tactics, walking out on matches. They're the champs. They have the championship advantage. And as a good old school heel team, they're taking advantage of the champ of their championship advantage. I'm all for it. All for them all for the new day and new Usos having a legitimate rivalry. But I think the thing is at this point now, I would like for the I would like for it to be a well wrestled match with and for the heels to find a more creative outcome, a more creative way to have the to get the results that they want, they don't necessarily have to beat the New Day, who are your who are still the longest reigning WWE tag team champions. you so, but you but you can still beat, you can still find other ways to beat them. If it's just um, feet on the rope, if you're holding someone's legs down, I think it's I think that the Usos need a, need that third person. I think that third person would be great in a China like role. Tamina, they're all related. Why not go ahead and Why not go ahead and have them have them actually be a heel stable? Tamina's not getting as much play in the women's division. I think this benefits her having a strong backing, and I can and you can see and I think this would put her in the in the face of a, a women's championship match between between a Usos wife and somebody that's in their heel stable
1: as long as she doesn't get it, as long as she doesn't speak because she's horrible on the mic as long as i mean just she does have a demeanor when if you look at her she has a lot of fear in her and her um in her character and i i think that if they played into that it would definitely help the, with the usos
2: yeah they definitely need somebody extra to help them give them that extra boost um Tamina would be a good fit um but like Ichi says, she uh she shouldn't be up. She shouldn't speak at all, though.
0: Well, I think that's a, I think that would be a perfect merger. You'd have the Usos who are having extra mic time, like I said, in the China like role. Remember when China first came out? She never she never spoke. She was just that broadcast chick that whooped everybody's ass. I think Tamina has the stature for that. I think she has the qual the match quality and the wrestling ability to be a put be a believable muscle force heel that's related to that's related to the Usos. I think that. Hey WWE, if you're listening, here's a here's a here's a layup. Take it. Usos and Tamina, great stable. But it is what it is. We'll see how that goes. But like I said, I've been dep- I've been pretty disappointed with the tag team division. So hopefully this is a shot of injection with our two minority teams. But on you know, speaking of our WWE longest reigning dub- tag team champions, New Day, you you can might notice they are now on the SmackDown brand. Now let's go ahead and talk about the Raw brand because we've had a few shakeups there as well. So let's switch gears from the tag teams and let's continue talking about, And as you heard, there was some shakeups on SmackDown, some shakeups on Raw. Shinsuke Nakamura debuted and had his own pay-per-view backlash and participated in Money in the Bank. However, he's not the only person that joined the blue brand. We have the new face of America, Kevin Owens, as our U.S. champion on SmackDown. Ichi, huge fan of his, a lot to say. You have the mic. Go ahead.
1: I will have to say that um, after beating Jericho and after that assault on Jericho, Kevin Owens needs fresh blood. He needs a new opponent. He needs to still show that he is the face, uh, the the face of America, the new face of America, and that U.S. titleing give that U.S. title, um, give that U.S. title clarity, so that he's still dominant.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh I'm really hoping that uh either he gets into some type of beef, a continued beef with Nakamura or they do some type of uh intro with him and um uh the newly debuted superstar uh Mike, Mike uh well Mike Daniels but our magnificent Mike Bennett. Um I think he he would be a good shocker opponent.
1: Kevin Owens to deal with See but I feel like they'll probably put Sami Zayn since Sami Zayn Interrupted them But I can see Kevin Owens um, Wrestling Him
2: What's crazy is, like, didn't they have, like, 12 matches on Raw?
0: And that was supposed to be, like, the end of their feud? Been lying to you,
1: man. Yes, but this
0: SmackDown know, We all know that the first time ever on Raw and first time ever on SmackDown are two different stories. So they closed <laughs> that Raw chapter out. And most likely you're going to have this SmackDown chapter first time ever, even though they had the 12 <laughs> matches for whatever reason. And honestly... I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm against it. I think that those their matches are pretty quality. I think that they pulled out some new stuff during their Money in the Bank ladder match that wanted me to see, hopefully, uh, Sami Zayn' eventual Intercontinental Championship win because what title has he really had since he's got up on the main roster?
1: None. He's been jobbing.
0: But, but as M talked about we have magic money magic money Mike I'm just not gonna he he's not money but I think he's gonna be money once the WWE universe is introduced to him fully. He's made his rounds he's been a, he's been a target for WWE for quite some time. Mike Bennett with the with the main roster jumping right there. M what are your initial thoughts on how he was debuted and where do you see him going first?
2: First off, the theme song is amazing. So they, they won me over with that, um, but I'm really interested to see how they're gonna play this uh, character that they're trying to create for him. Um, it gives me a feeling of a sort of it's like a mixture of Miz and Maurice mixed with Brother Love. So I don't really know what they're gonna do with it, but I'm I, I'm interested. I'm here for the ride.
1: Yeah, I also have to agree that that song is um pretty damn good, and I'm also here for the ride. I love the
0: way that he debuted. I love the character that they have with him. I think that he's going to be a money player. Not going to say for a long time, but the ball's in his court to see But in the sky's the limit. This is, something, this is something that I'm very excited for, the WWE Universe to experience. We talked about the blue brand for a little bit, and we talked about those shakeups. We also had some shakeups on Raw. We had some superstars shift over. We also have something we'll talk about it later. Free agent John Cena, and on and we have Intercontinental Champion who really got his feet going and that ball of momentum, The Miz, now on Raw. Shoot, who else do you really need? Who else actually shook it? Who else actually shook it up for you all? That's now on the Red Brand. I really don't
2: want to say this. It, it pains me inside, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty entertained with The Miz on Raw right now. Especially with his uh, mistourage.
1: Yeah, it goes back into what I was saying about Dolph. And it's the same philosophy that actually helped save The Miz's career, is that he has a lady in his corner, he has Stooges, so he has a stable. And, you know, what Dolph also missed was that Ric Flair gave Miz the figure four. If... Ric Flair would have gave Dolph the figure four. He probably would be in the Miz's position right now, but I would have to also agree with him that it is, it is entertaining to see the Miz um, in a heel role. He's still not that great of a wrestler, but on the mic, he's, he's top notch and you got to give it to him last year. He proved himself to be one of the top contenders in um raw and now he's been added on to um the raw brand so um kudos to him
0: it's great to hear you all say that and it's just great for the raw brand when i first heard that dean ambrose was going to be on SMAC, on raw and he was the current intercontinental champion i was like oh it's kind of like how i thought about baron corbin but when the miz came hater and
1: hater took- hater
0: and and took it away from boring Dean. He took the belt away from boring Dean, and he made the IC belt relevant again.
1: And that's you with a great these, thing. I'm you with these nicknames. You sound like Trump.
0: <laughs> that was what, that's what I was going for. <laughs> so like you, boring Dean.
1: <laughs> Crazy Joe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Well, you have and you have and you have the Miz. The Miz and I heard that Boring Dean was on Raw with the IC belt, and the Miz came, took the belt, made it relevant again. Intercontinental Champion Miz is going and doing great things with the Intercontinental Championship belt. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on the WWE Network for $9.99. But it's not just this is not just New Wrestling Alliance. Miz, we mean business. It's the whole brand. It's the it's all of wrestling. So let's keep on talking about the Raw brand. We have The Miz, who's kicking ass, but we have a dream match. We haven't talked about it for a while. We haven't talked about it, but the WWE Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar, after taking Bill Goldberg to Suplex City at WrestleMania, has woken up from his hibernation and is staring down in the face, Samoa Joe. This is a dream match on all levels. Ichi, M, which one of you all... I want to take this first because it's like a steak dinner for me.
1: Okay, first and foremost, I would like to say that um, in in uh, response to your your theory about Dean Ambrose being um, being boring or whatnot, I would have to say that it was more the writing than it was for actually Dean Ambrose because Dean Ambrose has actually been entertaining on Raw along with The Miz. So you can't necessarily say that. Um, but moving forward, I would Yeah, whatever. So moving forward, I would like to say that yeah, Joe versus the beast. Rock This match is gonna be one for the ages. I think that um, Joe has shown that he's been dominant in the past couple weeks on Raw. And even um, Paul Heyman has even taken a step back to look at Joe and to see that this could possibly be a threat for Brock. So this next uh, matchup coming up should be pretty fucking good.
0: I think this might be the year that we actually see Brock Lesnar look vulnerable. If rumors are true and this is last year before riding off into the sunset or having Sable ride on him... I think it's going to be, I think this is a chance for Brock Lesnar to put over multiple talents the past three weeks. He's putting Joe over better than Joe's already been put over after busting up Seth's knee. Joe is looking like a legitimate badass. He's And I hope that Brock does the job to Joe, but on the same hand, I'm not upset if Joe, if uh, if Brock walks out with the belt. I think that as long as we see some level of vulnerability and not just 13 suplexes and I'm out in three minutes, this dream match, this dream feud is going to feel, be fulfilled for me. Emph, what are you thinking about?
2: Yeah, I'm really excited for this match. I feel like we're actually going to have, uh, well, as, as much as Lesnar does now, a Lesnar wrestling match. <laughs> um, and it's definitely... I'm pretty. I'm like 90% sure that it's gonna be longer than uh, any of his matches with Goldberg. I'm just excited for, to see Lesnar in a lengthy match.
1: Yeah, I would have to say that. Um, I don't think that is gonna be to the caliber of the Goldberg uh, matches that he had in the past. I think that his matches with Joe will be a little bit more entertaining. Um, one because he's not just Joe. as um Roman and Paul Heyman says but I feel like Samoa Joe and Brock are going to put on a great show at the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view and I think that it's possibly going to lead into um more confrontation at SummerSlam
2: yeah like I think I'm going to go on record and say that I wouldn't be surprised if this match with Joe will be one of his best matches he's put on on Lesnar's side
0: I, th- I love the build-up. I, th- I love the fact that doesn't—that Joe doesn't look timid at all. He's taking the fight to Brock. He's headbutted him. He's almost put him into Coquina Clutch. He's turned his face red. I'm looking forward to the fact that this is going to be uh, not... It's going to look like a legitimate heavyweight fight. It's going to look like two badasses looking to beat the hell out of each other. I expect for Brock to walk out as champ. I would hope for Joe to walk out. But I'm hoping but overall in the grand scheme of things, I'm hoping that this is not just a one and done feud. I'm hoping that one, we get an eventual Heyman turn on Brock, and who would not love to see Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman on the same side? That to me that's that's money that's money written on written day and night. That's somebody who's going to be in on an in and in every day on Raw, not once every three months. Somebody who puts who is going to be the badass every night and the badass who no offense to you Seth slayed the real beast
2: I mean I see with all you know I hear people with all this hate on Lesnar but I feel like this right now proves that even though he's not there all the time he could still help put people over just by showing up from time to time
1: yeah as soon as um Samoa Joe put that uh, put that hold on Brock And he plumped like a ballpark hot dog <laughs> I knew That This match is, was going to be um, Like I said one for the ages um, it, just, it just it has a it, different feel about it Yeah it does And I think like even Jay um, uh, Touched on um, A good point With uh, flirting with the idea That Heyman might switch gears That he might jump ship um, and you can also talk about how that would help Joe, the legacy of Joe, and possible um, Samoan, versus, uh, Samoan versus Samoan versus Samoan with Roman Reigns in the future. So we can go very far with this, and I think that Joe having that title um, will finally have you know a seeing the Universal title like every week on the Raw brand.
0: It'll be nice to see. It'll be it'll definitely be nice to see. I think that we're all hopeful for Joe, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they actually put Joe over. I think the only way that Joe gets put over is if we get a Heyman turn. I wouldn't mind it, but not sure how likely it is. I I hope that I it's just my hope that they're not holding out Brock's defeat of the Universal Belt to Roman Reigns. And that's what I want to switch gears to. I wouldn't have an Roman issue
1: with Reigns. that. I would not have an issue with that.
0: I would definitely have issues with that. And that's exactly why we're shifting gears and talking about Roman Reigns. A few weeks ago, he came out and he said he had an announcement. He said that regardless of who's the champ between Brock and Joe, that he's the number one contender heading into SummerSlam. I'm not sure if I can agree with that. And there's another person who I'm sure doesn't agree with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time he, he he beat the Undertaker and he ended the Undertaker's career. He is the number one contender. I don't give a damn <laughs> what anybody else has to say. Roman he did
0: and that Reigns, in the immediate he did that and he immediately lost to Braun.
1: He lost to matter. Braun. He's gonna beat Braun at the next pay per view and that's gonna be the does, end of that. that, does that, does that, does that he's going that to face him? He's going to face whoever the winner is of the Brock Samoa Joe fight if it doesn't continue till SummerSlam.
0: I don't think you need to do that with Roman. Roman number one needs to stay as far away from the belt as possible. He's not. I the agree. I agree. Definitely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like every, every, every time they build up Roman, they do some dumbass shit. To make him the most disliked person in the WWE universe.
1: Well, why am I still liking him? Why? Why is you also that?
2: like Born Snorbin? So you don't count.
1: I do count because Baron Corbin is the SmackDown Money in the Bank champion.
2: And that Wait, means let's, what? Let's get, let's, what? What does that even mean?
1: It has a ninety-nine or ninety-five percent <laughs> chance that he will be the next champion if he cashes it in. Well, I hope the only one that hasn't, the only one who hasn't won, down. is The Sandow. They've been
0: lying to you, man. <laughs> it does. It doesn't matter. It
1: Roman does matter. It does, does matter, the Rock.
0: The, Roman does not need to be near the belt. Think about it. He's main evented wrestlemania after wrestlemania after wrestlemania and it's taken him even longer time to to get over than john cena who may have been in like three in a row before people legitimately thought he knew how to throw on a put on an arm bar i'm not sitting here saying that roman's not a draw or an attraction or a main event caliber guy but the wwe universe is not feeling him in the title picture and i and i think it's disrespectful for him to look that far ahead because he has yet to defeat braun strowman Braun Strowman's been—if you haven't been watching, this is the post-WrestleMania episode. braun has been whooping his ass ever since the Monday after WrestleMania. He's whooped his ass. He's whooped his ass. He's whooped his ass.
1: Yes, so also not Roman Braun's Reigns intent? put him on the on the uh, on the back burner as well. What are you talking about? Roman Reigns they, has they, they a, no, 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 no. It's no.
0: funny because Ron, the, the WWE the WWE forgot they had they had a they had a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view. Originally, it was for the number one contendership. Braun Mm -hmm. won. They completely erased that, and just and we're we're supposed to forget that Braun was the number one contender.
1: Yeah, but we also we also remember that Vince McMahon got into attacks, got into a limo, and it blew up. But guess what? (laughs) shit changed So the thing is, is that Roman Reigns is still like he said the number one contender, and after he beats Braun Strowman. At the Great Balls of Fire pay per view, he's gonna to have to move on to the Universal Championship. He's not gonna
0: move on from the Universal not move on from Braun. Because is that Braun's
1: what, is that
0: what he, is that
1: he said? what did he say at Raw? Is that what he said? And what, what and what, and, think, what is,
0: and what is and what is and what does Braun say?
1: I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> yeah, he's but we'll be at the end. They need
0: what they need what they need to do is put those two big ass dudes in Hell in a Cell, and if Roman Reigns can beat him in that not-no-corny-ass ambulance match, then I'll say, hey, now you have a right to go against the Universal Champion. But he he's he is 0 against against Braun. Just because he gets one victory doesn't mean that he should be the number one contender. No, he still needs to close that chapter of Braun. Because right now, Braun's up on him.
1: Yeah, exactly. But like I said, the great balls of fire pay-per-view, he's going to dominate, so...
0: We thought that the last time they had a pay-per-view match, and guess who won?
1: Yeah, that was the last pay-per-view. This is the new one that's coming up, okay?
0: If you want Roman to be relevant, let Roman keep being this type of person. Let Boring Dean somehow insert himself and turn on Roman and let let Boring Dean be an actual heel. Because that's what fans are waiting for. You can Roman doesn't need to be near the belt, and he can still be a main event caliber guy. He can still be a top tier talent, and he can put over Boring Dean, so you, so he can actually be viewed as a legit, legitimate threat right? instead of the WWE European champ. We're not going to talk about Boring Dean. We can start talking about again some talk, some tag teams because we've had we've had a shift. We had the Hardy Boys come back with a shocking debut shocking shocking comeback at WrestleMania, and uh, and became tag team champions. However, Cesaro and Sheamus, the guys that we've been been calling to be tag team champions, have won it at the Extreme Rules in a cage match. It didn't make any sense, but that's neither here nor there. But it looks like we're going to get the Hardys and Sheamus and Cesaro for the 30,000th time. Is anybody not tired of this yet?
1: I'm not tired of it yet, but at this point, they're gonna have to have some type of feud between the Hardy Boys to shift into um, this brother brother Nero delete shit (laughs) that they have going on. Only because, yeah, the Broken Hearties. It's only because it's like it's it's run its course. Like you sort of like you said, you know, it's they already been champion. They're continuing their feud with. Seamus and um, Cesaro. So it's like something's gonna have to give. There's gonna be um something's gonna have to um come from this. It's gonna have to be the broken Hearties from this because if not then I'm gonna lose interest with it.
0: I've kinda of, I've kind of already lost interest in it. I it was a great nostalgia act the first two months and we've seen Seamus Cesaro, the Hardies. In one-on-one matches, tag team matches, non-title tag matches, t- title tag matches, steel cage tag matches. At what yeah, point do I, we do we move on?
2: Yeah, it's definitely time to move on. Uh, I think they've done all they can with this little beef. I don't know what they're trying to create from it. But if I don't see the Broken Hardy soon, you know, I feel like it's going to hurt the Hardy stock in
0: the WWE right now. One hundred and ten percent agree, and this continues to highlight, as I said, the disappointment of the tag team scene, because it's not like these tag teams in the on both the Raw brand or the SmackDown brand, they're lacking tag teams. They have quality tag teams. It seems like just lazy booking, and hoping that the wrestlers can book quality matches themselves. But I want to take a moment. Let's talk about because we've talked about the red brand, we talked about the blue brand, and we're still not done with, and we're still not done with Raw. But we made mention free agent John Cena. What the hell is free agent John Cena going to be doing for WWE? Making movies? Ichy?
1: Oh, um, I'm actually I'm not I'm not sure. I'm actually looking forward to um, July Fourth SmackDown to see what John Cena's going to say. Maybe he'll challenge roman at SummerSlam, and then um it will draw roman away from the title picture like how you both want it so um there's a possibility of a possibility <laughs> yeah, yeah, of that but all
2: that all that does is replace <laughs> roman who i don't want to see there with john cena who i don't want to see there so i don't see what uh what good can come from that
0: i think that john cena's at that, that that status similar to the undertaker you know somebody but then rather than them just blatantly ignoring the franchising, how how the Undertaker was a SmackDown guy but only appeared on Raw. But I think that I think that because Cena has such has the part timer schedule, the Rock schedule that he used to hate on, since he has that to his advantage, he has a plethora of people he can go against both on both the SmackDown side and the Raw side. I'd like to see Joe and Cena. I'd like to see. Roman and Cena. I'd like to see Cena and Nakamura. I'd like to see AJ and Cena one last time, but I just don't want I, to. I don't want. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want don't
1: see, to see, don't see. Yeah, I don't want to see um Cena versus Randy Orton. I know I don't want to see that.
0: Oh God, no! Like I I, 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 you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing that on SmackDown. Don't make a pay-per-view out of it. Don't have it be for the title. Those two need to stay as far away from each other as possible until one retires the other or they both retire at the same time. So talking about the red brand, a little bit about the blue brand. Now let's talk about the pay per view that is coming up. As we said, headline by the dream match, Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar. Coming up soon. Who do you got? You're up first. Um, I think with the dream
2: match, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Joe
1: think joe can pull this one off oh i'll I'll also have to go with joe um i feel like there's going to be um some drama and Heyman might do um some backstabbing so i'm looking forward to um the pay-per-view
0: i am begrudgingly going to say brock lesnar wins this match i think that he is going to show a lot of vulnerability. I'm not going to say that Joe, that um, Brock wins it clean. I'm hoping for Brock and Joe too to head to headline SummerSlam. So I'm going to say for round one, Brock Lesnar takes this in some fashion. We spoke about it before, and we'll talk about it again. Two people that are viewed as number one contenders in an ambulance match: Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Ichi, you were pretty vocal earlier. Who you got?
1: Roman Reigns, Um, I feel like he has to put an end to this feud. It's time for, I like Braun Strowman. I feel like it's time for Braun Strowman to take up a new feud and to leave Roman alone.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like uh it's time for this feud to end. But I feel that Braun needs this win to move on. Because, you know, Roman's not the one going around saying, I'm not through with you.
0: That's Braun, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly why I think Braun needs to win as well. Like he's the, he, it's a bigger letdown if Braun does not win. He's the one who, as soon as WrestleMania was done, he's been whooping ass and whooping ass. He's the monster among men, and Roman Reigns, fuck your yard. This is a matter of an ambulance match. I got, I want Braun to win. I think Braun's gonna win. And put me on record, I'm going with Braun Braun. Yeah, I'm going with Braun Braun, too. A match that we haven't talked about, and a couple of superstars that I'm glad that we saved it for. We have a match. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. Are you, what are your expectations? Who do you got winning? And what do you see going forward with this, with this feud?
2: Honestly, um, it, oh. <laughs> honestly, I have no idea why they're having this feud. I think it's unnecessary, and uh, I really (laughs) wish they hadn't did it. But uh, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins because Bray Wyatt doesn't win anything lately.
1: Yeah, Seth Rollins is going to um, win. I feel like Bray Wyatt will never be champion again, unfortunately. Um, So I feel like Seth would be probably the, the favorite in that feud.
0: I don't see a reason why not. Seth Rollins winning, but I don't also don't see this feud ending anytime soon. I got I wouldn't I couldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Bray wins this with the, with the sister Abigail to the outside and Seth being counted out. We'll switch gears again because guess surprise the Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Who's winning? I don't even care
2: anymore, but uh, I'm hoping the Hardys. <laughs> Actually no. Let let Seamus and uh <laughs> Cesaro win. Maybe that'll put it into this.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would have to say yeah, Seamus and um and Cesaro will have to win this. And hopefully we can uh, spark up a new um broken hearty storyline from it.
0: Hopefully that's not the only thing that's being sparked up. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs>
1: Good luck, Nevada.
0: And Let's just say, last but not least, saving the best for last. It's been some incredible build-up. We've seen some gauntlet matches. We've seen a, not another shake-up. Alexa Bliss is on Raw, and she is your Raw Women's Champion. We have Alexa Bliss, and now, after this past Raw, Sasha Banks is your number one contender. Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks on a pay-per-view. Do we see Alexa Bliss using ex- any actual wrestling moves? Em.
2: I'm a hundred percent sure that we won't see any moves other than her four moves that she always does. So I think that's gonna be it. But I also don't see Sasha winning.
1: I think it would actually be nice if Sasha did beat Alexa Bliss at this pay per view. But I'll have to agree with Emp. I don't. I don't see Sasha actually winning um, this match, unfortunately. What about um, the wrestling moves? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> see i like alexa bliss um more her character than her actual wrestling um yeah i don't know hopefully we get to see some wrestling moves and she will be uh facing sasha sasha banks
0: i'm going i'm going to go on record one alexa bliss will use a wrestling hold two alexa bliss will walk out as champion I think that Nia Jax is going to interfere either helping Alexa win or or um, just beating up Sasha and, and declaring herself the number one contender because apparently that's what Samoans do. Look what Roman Reigns says. So, I don't see why, and why Alexa Bliss shouldn't be the champion after this pay-per-view, and I hope she doesn't lose the belt. I think that she has the same chance of making a statement the same way she did on SmackDown, just like she did on Raw, and better to put her over than the boss, Sasha Banks.
1: If that's the case, then Sasha would definitely have to win on on a Monday Night Raw, <laughs> like they usually would do, where she loses at the pay-per-view, but wins on Raw.
0: That's very true as well. <laughs> so, we haven't talked too much about it, but the king of the cruiserweights, Neville versus Titus Brand, now going global new client tozawa who you got ichi
1: akira tozawa um he's been he's been on my radar for a long time i'm a huge fan of him um i'm i'm more than happy that he's joined the titus brand i think it's a great um addition to uh the titus brand and to 205 live um Neville is phenomenal, and I feel like that match is just going to be just off the radar.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm really liking this new uh, side that they have going with uh, Tazawa with uh, the Titus brand. So I'm really hoping that they uh, actually give him the belt so I can see more of his uh, confused interactions with Titus.
0: I'm loving the confused interactions with Titus. It's hilarious, but... Titus is doing what any good day agent does and he's getting things done. I expect um, I expect Neville to win, but I'm I'm enjoying this Titus brand ride and I hope that this doesn't um, scare off Tazawa. And last but not least, does the Miz's never ending Intercontinental Championship tour end at Great Balls of Fire against Boring
1: Dean? Um I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Dean Ambrose won this match and actually captured the title the way that the WWE works. Um but for some reason I see Miz continuing to keep um his title reign um against Dean, but I'm going I'm going I'm going to go with Dean just to be um optimistic.
2: Um, I'm really enjoying this uh, Miz ride right now, so even though I hate to say it, I'm going to go with Miz.
0: And we know what's happening. The Miz is going to win. We talked about Titus going global. The Miz is global. The Miz has taken the Intercontinental Championship all over the U.S. He recently was in Singapore, Japan, India, Spain, all Miz all the time ms wins in convincing fashion over boring dean and i think and i think that this is going to be the tip of the iceberg that sparks dean ambrose going from boring dean to heel dean and now hopefully he'll be a little bit more entertaining there so to wrap it up this is your man p1j dub we're going to make sure we have some pardoning words from our awesome friends number one to my left your right once again it is the man darius ichi send him off
1: Thanks, everyone, for listening to the 11th episode, Season 2 of the podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys. Um, Continue to follow us on social networking. Um, Give us your feedback, your opinions, um, uh, who's your favorite wrestlers, anything. Just hit us up. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. Um, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, Black Wrestlers Matter. Peace.
0: And to my right, your left, What you got to say
2: pleasure uh, doing the podcast with you again, guys. Good night.
0: So once again, we are on social media. We like the social network with all of our fans and family and friends. We are new wrestling Alliance. We mean business. You can find us on Twitter at we are NWA. You can find us on Instagram at new wrestling Alliance. The new is N U new wrestling Alliance. You can see us on Instagram. You can see us on Twitter. Ask us questions, talk to us. We're going to be around season two. Plenty of great things happening. Looking forward, looking to launch YouTube channels, have plenty of guests, and just continue to download. We're over thousands and thousands of downloads. We finished season one with over 5,000 downloads. We're looking to double that number for the next upcoming year. Make sure you tune in. I'm your man, p one j Dub, and this has been Awesome!
2: This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.